Welcome back to The Coop with Meyer Hatchery, where we talk all things poultry in hopes of inspiring crazy chicken keepers and educating future flock owners. I'm Kendra. And I'm Jeff. And today we'll discuss cold weather care as part of our Year with Chicken series. We dedicate one episode per month to this series, covering what to expect when raising a chicken in that particular month. For the month of November, we're taking a look at cold weather care. We'll discuss everything you need to know about raising your flock in the coldest of seasons, from proper ventilation to the myths of heat and more, to keep your flock comfortable and healthy. Like we mentioned in previous episodes, despite their delicate appearance, mature chickens are very resilient. Choosing cold climate breeds is an important first step towards a successful winter season. In general, smaller combed breeds with larger bodies do better than lightweight breeds. Some of our favorite breeds that handle cold well include the Rhode Island Red, Buff Orpington, Golden Buff, Easter Eggers, and the Black Australorp. When shopping for breeds, be sure to check their characteristics to determine whether their hardiness is labeled for cold weather, hot weather, or in some cases both. If temperatures are starting to drop and you're just now realizing you have some incompatible breeds, not to worry. With a little preventative care, you can ensure your entire flock stays healthy. First, let's start with how to best prepare your coop for cold. One of the most important aspects of a well-built coop, regardless of your climate, is ventilation. In the summer months, it helps keep your birds cool and their coop ammonia-free. In the winter months, it helps prevent frostbite. Fun fact, ammonia is lighter than air, providing proper ventilation at the highest points in your coop allows ammonia to easily escape. High amounts of ammonia can cause damage to your flock's sensitive respiratory system and can even result in losses. To protect your poultry from the cold weather elements, you must ensure your coop is draft-free. So how do you provide a draft-free environment that's also well-ventilated? It's an excellent question we're often asked, and it simply comes down to placement. Vents should be placed high above where your flocks roost for year-round natural ventilation. Windows are excellent in the hot summer months, but can cause drafts, so they should be tightly closed for the winter. While opening and closing coop doors will provide some ventilation, it's simply not enough. As a very general rule of thumb, you should allow for one square foot of ventilation per 10 square feet of coop floor space. When adding ventilation, it's also important to keep these areas predator-proof with hardware cloth covering the open spaces. These areas often like to collect dust and dander, so be sure to add it to your cleaning checklist to prevent buildup. Now, if you're anything like me and have an old barn converted coop or have added multiple extensions to your setup and are questioning where to even start, no fear, I have you covered. With our barn, the fight against drafts are never ending. On our last remodel, we took our west facing wall, the direction we often receive wind, and covered it with tin. This helps reduce the drafts coming from that wall significantly. We also added a few pieces of tin behind our nesting boxes on the south facing wall for added protection. In addition to that, this spring we planted some pine trees along the run, also on the west-facing side, in hopes they grow to develop a natural wind block. 
We do have one window in our main coop area, and this winter I'll be closing it up and tacking a tarp over it to reduce drafts. The window sits at roost level, so I want to be sure to reduce any extra chill. We also have a large sliding door that is great for coop cleanout days, but so drafty in the winter to the point snow sometimes finds its way in. Now, I'll admit, this is a bit extra, but to reduce our feed bag waste, I try to repurpose them as often and in as many ways as I can. Each year, I cut a few open and sew them together to create a custom-sized tarp that fits these drafty areas. For the sliding door, I also place straw between the tarp and door to act as added insulation. Now, you don't have to get crafty, any tarp will do, but I'd recommend it over a blanket as the tarp material is less prone to holding moisture, which you definitely want to avoid. Speaking of straw, the strands are hollow and can hold heat very well, making it an excellent insulator. Add a thick layer to the floor of your coop and nesting boxes. It's also great to sprinkle outside on sunny winter days to encourage your flock to get outside without getting too wet. The deep litter method is also commonly used in the winter months to reduce cleanings and warm the coop a few degrees. It's important that you monitor this method closely to ensure droppings are not building up and moisture is not being retained. To learn more about the deep litter method, be sure to check out our Meyer Moment 25 linked below in the show notes. It's also recommended to keep your heated waterers outside or try using a heated nipple waterer indoors to reduce excess moisture. So why all this work to avoid the wet? Too much moisture will end up making your chickens colder, give bacteria a chance to grow, and can cause frostbite. While insulation may keep your hens warm, be sure you have a good balance of ventilation and are managing your winter litter, which leads us to our next tip. Don't keep your flock locked in the coop. We know it sounds counterintuitive after you've put all this work into keeping a warm, ventilated, and well-stocked winter sanctuary. However, keeping them cooped up for too long can cause respiratory issues, cannibalism, and make them miserable. Chickens were born to scratch and peck. On beautiful winter days, even with a bit of snow, allow them to roam. If you have a flock that doesn't appreciate the snow as much as you do, again, laying down some straw or shoveling a path will encourage them to explore. I've occasionally shoveled the run for my flock. We also have a greenhouse directly behind our coop that we use for transitioning seedlings in the summer. Sometimes I'd open the door and shovel them a path to it so they have somewhere warm and grassy to explore. And last year, we had some extra tin alongside the coop that blew into the yard during a bad storm. It ended up being a blessing in disguise as I pulled the tin out of the snow, there laid fresh grass. I end up leaving a few panels out behind the coop so I can dust off the snow and give the birds a fresh area to roam on those sunny winter days. Now let's chat about the biggest misconception in regards to keeping chickens. While raising chicks, a heat source, whether you opt for a traditional heat lamp or a heat plate, is very important. Before feathers, poultry of any kind cannot regulate their own body temperature and need the help of their broody mama or you to do so for them. However, once they're fully mature with feathers abound, they are very good at regulating their own temperature. Chickens typically maintain a body temperature of 105 to 107 degrees Fahrenheit. Your flock does not need a heat source during the winter. They just need a coop that's free from the winter elements and windy conditions. Let's just repeat that one more time. Your mature chickens do not need a heat source. 
Believe me, I know it can be hard when you yourself are feeling the chill, but just like humans adjust to the changing temperatures, so will your birds. Remember when 60s and the spring months felt like a heat wave and we're breaking out our tank tops? But when it drops to six degrees in the fall, we're pulling out our sweatshirts. Your chickens adjust similarly. Plus, using heat lamps with adult chickens in a coop full of straw puts them and you at extreme risk of fire. Adult birds are known fly up and bump those lamps, which could result in bulbs breaking. With that said, as your birds age, you'll find they are much less active, especially in the winter months. For those of you with birds that are over five years of age, you may want to consider something like a heated chicken mat. These mats can be tacked to your coop walls where your older hens like to roost with an automatic thermostat that helps keep them comfortable. You can find our heated mat linked below. Of course, in addition to preparing your coop, you'll want to make sure you have adequate feed and your heated waterers ready. You can find more information in our Meyer Moment 29 on winter feed and Meyer Moment 26 for different styles of heated waterers. I also try to keep a few extra bags of feed, especially when storms are predicted. Feeding outside can help keep your flock moving, but despite your best efforts, it's no doubt the winter conditions and your coop setup will dictate how often getting outside actually occurs. Consider adding a boredom buster to your coop from hanging treats to chicken swing. Our blog is full of great ideas to help keep your chickens entertained. And that concludes this month's episode from our Year with Chicken series. We hope this helps you prepare your coop for the cold months ahead while keeping your flock comfortable and healthy. Thanks for listening to The Coop. Be sure to subscribe. And if you'd be so kind, drop us a review. See you all next week.